Hey guys, Paul Riddick here. Welcome to the first audio edition of The Daily Baseball Dad. Um, we're switching to an audio edition. We're going to test this for a few days, um, mostly because we got a lot of feedback on our emails. And most of the feedback was, Paul, this is all super helpful. This is awesome. Um, but I have a few questions on the drills. And sometimes when you're typing things out, it's a little hard to explain everything as well as you could with just kind of talking it out. Um, so we're going to switch this audio uh, edition for a few days and we'll see how it goes. Now, um, I will tell you that uh, I found out this morning that I tested positive for COVID-19. So uh, I've been, I came down with symptoms last Friday. Um, I got tested Saturday. I've been on quarantine since and will be in quarantine for the next week and a half. So uh, pretty weird, pretty sobering, but I will tell you this, that uh, this thing is very real. And um, when I went to get tested, I mean, they came out to my car and they were in hazmat suits and and I've had uh, not too many medical things in my life, but I've certainly had some things where, um, you know, were things to, to be mindful of. And I've never had a doctor look at me or talk to me more serious than that doctor did when I was tested about staying home, wearing a mask, uh, social distancing, and washing your hands and all that. Like, um, I, I've had some serious people look at me very seriously in my life. I've worked with Navy SEALs. I've worked with professional athletes. I... I've worked with famous people, infamous people, um, and I will tell you, I've never gotten a look like that before. This is definitely something very real. Um, and the medical community, uh, I could tell that they were, uh, they were not messing around. This was something that we have to take very, very seriously. And now that it's in my home, um, it's very weird. Um, so just public service announcement to everybody. I feel fine. I feel okay. Um, it feels kind of like I have a cold. If I had to get up and, and do some stuff today, I certainly could. Um, but I am staying quarantined and getting a lot of rest. So let's get into today's drill. Um, today's drill is something I would do if, if I were coaching a team today, I would probably have my team do this two or three times a week. If I were coaching pitchers today, um, I would definitely have this as part of a warm up. two or three times a week. I would have my pitchers do this and it's very simple. It's throwing a football, playing football catch. Now there's a lot of benefits to football catch. There's also a lot of controversy. I'm going to address all of it. So here are the benefits to playing football catch. Number one, you cannot throw a football and make it spiral with anything less than perfect mechanics. So in order to make that football spiral, you have to be throwing with perfect mechanics. So this does a few things. Like number one, like I said, I'd, I'd have my pitchers and my, all my position players, anyone throwing, I'd have them doing it two or three times a week because number one, it's fun. Number one, it breaks up the kind of monotony of what can be baseball practice. But number three, you can't make a football spiral without perfect mechanics. And so this is one of those drills that I love because um, I like drills where we can have players kind of self-direct and self-coach and, um, and, and kind of figure it out. And that's something I've been preaching. If you've listened to me for any period of time, you know, self-directed work and self-coaching and drills that give instant feedback. This is how we learn. This is how an athlete gets a feel. So we could talk to a player for a thousand hours. We could show a player for a thousand hours, but a player feels it once and it's there. It's like riding a bike. Once you feel it, you can't unfeel it. And so what I would do with this drill is I would just play catch. And the goal is to make the football spiral. I would not give any instruction other than that. I would not give any tips. I would not say, get your elbow up, do that. I would not do any of that. I would just simply have my players throw the football back and forth. And the goal is to make it spiral. And this takes some patience, but let them just let them figure it out. 
And I believe that once we set the objective of what we want them to do, that there's an organizing power behind the body, that the mind, the body, and their mechanics will all mesh together. And when they know what they need the outcome to be, I believe there's a part of, our, part of players that can really figure this out. And again, once they get the feel of that football spiraling, it's like riding a bike. You can't unfeel it. You'll always have that. So um, don't give any tips. Just throw the football back and forth. Now, if you were to do a Google search on throwing football for a baseball player, you would find there's a lot of controversy with it. Um, and here's where the controversy came from. The original um, coach who brought the football to um, baseball was Tom House. And this was back in the 80s. And a lot of younger players started throwing a football because Nolan Ryan was throwing a football, Jamie Moyer, um, Mitch Williams, a lot of the, the pitchers that were with the Rangers were throwing a football. And a lot of younger pitchers started throwing a football and were reporting that they were getting sore arms, they were getting hurt, and they were kind of blaming the football. Well, here's the problem. The problem wasn't the football. The problem was in 1984, 85, 86, whenever that was, the only footballs that were available were like regulation footballs, which I think are 14 ounces. Correct me if I'm wrong on that one. But basically, like some 10-year-old kid could barely fit his hands around a 14-ounce football. Um, but today, we have all kinds of rubber footballs, smaller footballs, um, lighter weight footballs. So what I would suggest you do is you get the best one that I found is there is like a 6-ounce rubber football. That is, it's kind of small. You can still make it spiral because if the football is too small and too light, it's hard to make it spiral. It's kind of like one of those, like if you ever had one of those toy footballs. Um, you can even get a Nerf one, but it has to be, you know, it has to be at least five ounces. You want to make it at least the weight of a baseball. So do check the weight on Amazon before you order it. So that was the issue with footballs um, is that they were too heavy. And what would happen is when, when your implement, the thing you're throwing, the, ball, the baseball or the football is too heavy, it will alter your mechanics. And when you alter your mechanics, you're at a higher risk of injury. As simple as that. So what happened was you had a bunch of weak, young, weak players picking up a 14-ounce football, trying to throw it, and they would change their mechanics, and it would kind of mess them up. And that's what happened. But now we have all kinds of different sizes football, all kinds of different weight football, nerfs, and all kinds of different things. So just pick out any kind of football. Um, it just can't be too small. It can't be too light. Try and get it to the size, uh, the, at least the weight of a baseball, or slightly heavier. Do not go more than like six or seven ounces with it. And all you want to do is just play catch with your son. Just play football catch and just tell him his only goal is to make that football spiral. And you do want to be playing catch kind of on a line. You don't want to be chucking like long passes. I mean, once you, once you, get, once you have some catch, he's making the football spiral. I mean, go ahead and have some fun with it. Um, but you definitely want to be able to uh, make that football spiral. So the setup is real simple. Uh, I would get 40, I would get the distance of a pitcher's mound, 45, 60 feet apart, whatever, after you're warmed up. And just your only instruction to your son is make this football spiral and just let him do it. Let him learn. Don't coach him. Don't teach him. Don't give him tips. He will start to figure it out. And that is the absolute best way to learn. So this is, I believe this COVID-19 crisis in a lot of ways for this type of stuff with baseball is a gift because we're always in such a rush now to get ready for the season, to get in shape, get play. We, we kind of skip over a lot of this, this time to really master these skills. And if you went and throw the football with your son uh, 10 or 15 minutes a day, you will start to see he'll make that football spiral. And by doing that, he'll be ingraining perfect throwing mechanics. You will see that start to carry over when he's throwing a baseball. Um, all right, guys. So that wraps up our edition today. We'll be back tomorrow with another drill. And I hope you guys are all staying safe. You're staying inside. Um, but you also are getting that time to really work with your son. I really believe that for the players who are committed, 
this is a gift, a time to really hone our skills, to dig down deep and work hard. So, all right, guys, uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll see you tomorrow.